0: All right. Are we live?
1: We are live, live and kicking.
0: Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sermon Review. Uh, We started a little bit later today, uh, only because this weekend has been crazy for some of us here at the church. Uh, What were some of the things that we did, guys? Daniel also, for those of you that might have forgotten, Daniel's here with us as well on the mic. Daniel, say what's up. What's up?
1: (laughs) He even said it in the same inflection. What's up? (laughs) That was great. That
0: was a cute moment. What were some of the things that we did this weekend that made us start late today?
2: Oh uh, well, we did. Um, on Friday, we had the Faith and Family night at the Modesto Nuts game. Uh, we did like a post game concert, which was yeah. a lot of fun. A lot of people showed out. So yeah, and, and came Stockton out and worshipped. Took, and it, Stockton took the... Stockton
1: took the dub. I know. I say, so Modesto didn't necessarily show up, but
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm from Stockton, so let's go Ports. <laughs> so it worked okay. out. Okay. <laughs> so yeah.
1: Why do we let the guy who has control over the volume? <laughs> I, know, I know. Be from Stockton. That oh, doesn't course. work.
0: <laughs> the ports. Well, no, yeah, it was a good time. So for those of you that came out to the game that night, um, yeah, it was, it was a ton of fun. So we had Pastor Jeremy throwing the first pitch and a bunch of crazy things. Which
1: he bungled. Can we talk about that for a second? I, I, I love Pastor Jeremy. like I do. But that pitch, typically you're not supposed to have it like bury into the ground halfway to the home plate.
2: Well, what I could tell was he tried really hard because last year <laughs> he butchered it <laughs> and he threw a rainbow and obviously the staff gave him a really hard time. And so this year he tried really hard to throw a dart at the, yeah. like a bullet at the catcher, but
1: it he, threw it re- he
2: threw it extremely hard at about halfway down.
1: The, yeah. Uh, it got to the catcher. Yeah, but it across it, it took, the ground took a little <laughs>
0: skip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh gosh.
1: Anyway, sorry. <laughs> it, no,
0: no, it was it was it was really funny, and I'm really glad that we uh, for those of you that were here this week and we caught footage of it, <laughs> and so we showed it a little bit of it. I think.
1: Oh, we did. It was weekend. a good time in church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can you can't see it hit the ground, but you can hear it, and seeing his reaction is just great. <laughs> Love you, Pastor Jeremy.
0: Love you, man. Uh, on top of that, we also have a guest with us today. Um, so Nathaniel, he is going to be out um, today. He's actually out of state with another pastor doing some really exciting things uh, up in Washington, I believe, right today? Yes. Yeah. Washington. Um, and so with us today, we actually have my wife, Erica. Um, so Erica, Hello. welcome. We're excited Hi. to have you. Are you excited <laughs> to be here? Thank you
3: for having me. Yes, I'm super excited. Yeah? I remember yeah.
0: before we started, you are like, I'm kind of nervous. Are you I'm a feeling- little Why?
3: nervous. Why? I don't know. I'm just excited, nervous. Oh, okay. That's a good Good thing to be, I think. Yeah, I listen to the podcast all the time. (laughs) And? It's weird to be on the other side. Have we been doing okay? You've been doing great. Well, there you go. Good job, guys.
1: Oh, I feel like you have to say that. So. i like,
3: boo! <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, your negative review that I saw here on Apple, that, that seems to indicate in my, otherwise. My
3: Facebook account. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh,
0: gosh. Well, guys, let's get right into it. We had uh, an absolute incredible um, message. Jeremy, mm. uh, Pastor Jeremy, for the first time being back in four, three, four weeks? Yeah,
1: something like that. He took a little up. time off, and, man, they had a beautiful little girl. She showed adorable. some pictures. Yeah, she is adorable. Yeah. Have you seen her in person? Uh, yeah 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 she's um she's every bit as cute as she looks like on the pictures so yeah,
0: she is adorable so mm-hmm. uh really happy to have Jo back um in yeah. the pulpit preaching so he brought a really really crazy and powerful word from Jonah um we're gonna yeah. be spending the next four weeks and so we get to spend today's episode talking about chapter one um so. Let, uh, actually, let, let me pray. I don't. We didn't do this even before we started, so let me pray, and then yeah. we'll get right into it. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much and for this time that we get to spend together. For those of uh, um, the people that are joining us watching right now, um, God, we just thank mm. you so much, and we ask that this conversation would be edifying to you, um, that, Father, you would be convicting to us, and that um, you would just charge us to, to new grounds and new heights in our, in our walk with you and our faith. Mm. We ask all of these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All righty, so, um, J.O. Opens with just an absolute awesome background of Jonah and about talking about how um, he was a prophet but but was a minor prophet. Mm-hmm. And the thing that distinguishes the difference between a minor and a major prophet is really only the length of the book in the Bible. Yeah. Um, and so that was, honestly, I've heard of the terms before, but I, I didn't really know the differences, actually, so that was really helpful for me. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see what else I had in here,
1: too. No, I love that, too. I, I think... Sometimes we read those names in the Bible, and for if you're kind of a little newer to getting into the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. we'll always say start in the New Testament, right? And so if you're newer to the Bible and you're newer to starting to get kind of dug into it, you start looking at these names thinking, like, what on earth am I looking at? And so to get that breakdown of, like, here's what a major prophet is, here's what a minor prophet is, Mm -hmm. I think that's that's great knowledge that we can all take to the bank. Yeah.
0: So there was one thing that he said before he jumped into point one, actually, that really stood out to me. Um, And I think it's applicable for really everybody. But um, Mm. he said that Jonah um, was known more for what he did than what he said. Yeah. And that was just an absolute mic drop before he even started his sermon, which I thought was really convicting to me, right? So,
1: well, it's not ideal as a prophet, is it? Uh, your yeah. one <laughs> job is to be the mouthpiece of God. It's it's for people to hear what you say because it's coming from God, <laughs> and you're known for what you did and not what you said as a prophet. That's I didn't like, think about it like that. that. That's if we're if we're measuring like performance review on Jonah, like yeah. you know, it's that time of year performance review. Sit down, look at your goals, look at your your measurables. Yeah, it, you you hmm. absolutely missed it.
0: <laughs> absolutely
1: missed it. I didn't it even think about way. it
0: like that. Well, um, actually, James, do you want to take us into
1: point number one? You know what? I'm still bringing up my notes here. And oh, so okay. Uh, do you want to pass it to Erica, maybe? Sure. Yeah, let's okay. do it. Point okay, point number one. Point number one, take us there. Is
3: who is the Lord of your life?
0: Yeah. Talk, talk to us about some things that stood so up to you. So what
3: I wrote down, um, because when you guys asked me to be part of the podcast, I've been already pondering about Jonah. Hmm. And hmm. so how... Am I like Jonah or how my life I can I love that. so when um Pastor Jeremy he said everybody's a little bit of Jonah hmm. we all have that one area in our life that we are not trusting God in. Um hmm. and we are a little bit of Jonah in that way. So um for example, like what um Jeremy added on to that was Jesus does and continues to do what we cannot do. Yeah. Um, and that just hit home for me because we're still Jonah. We're still not trusting him. Mm. We're running away from what God's calling us to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah well, let me jump in because uh, I think you're hitting on something really important here. And he, he said something else too that uh, kind of adds on to that. He said that some people want um, Christ to be their savior, but not their Lord. Yeah. And there's a difference there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is, he made a point to uh, specify that this is not Christianity, yeah. Is having the Lord, you know, you get the the ben- it's it's just fire insurance, right? Like that's yep. really what that is. Um that people just treat him that way and that's not what this thing is. So
1: um, Yeah, and you can go down a whole path on the idea that following a, a true understanding of God's grace and following an understanding of who he is and how he saves us mm-hmm. should result in obedience. Yeah. That that there's with the spirit now working within us, there there should be a natural orientation around to that and so again christ not just as not just a savior not just as the person who saves us but also as lord the person calling the shots the person to Mm -hmm. whom we obey Mm -hmm. um i absolutely agree i think a lot of people get that wrong and i think a lot of people use it as license to continue to live life the way that they've always lived it Mm -hmm. they think oh you know i can just go on because you know i'm saved so it's not a not a problem like i can do what i like licentiousness right is Mm -hmm. what they call it and so I I think that one's huge, and I think a lot of if a lot of Christians actually ask themselves that question, I think we'd find a lot of people who actually need to reorient towards what the gospel truly means. Yeah, I love that point.
0: One of the things that stood out to me too with this, um, as I was listening to it, was actually uh, Matthew chapter six verse twenty four, and I'm going to read it for you. It says, "No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other." It goes on and it says, "You cannot serve both God and money." Yeah. But in this case, right, it's really any idol, I think. this is how at least it hits me. Any idol that you place that is above God, you cannot serve both of them. And so in this case, um, and I don't know how much of this I'm stealing from you, James, because I know that we talked about this prior, but
1: no, good, you man. had
0: talked about um, how Jonah really tried to play God Yeah. in this. And so um, even, even your own um, desire to want to control your life. So Erica, mm-hmm. like you were just saying now, like there are some areas in life that people are not trusting yeah. him because you're still hanging on to control your hand is still on the driver's wheel right yeah. um you can't do
1: that well i think some of some of how i feel about that is grounded in the fact that i just had a fundamental misunderstanding about jonah and this mm. comes from growing up as a kid like watching the veggie tales With the felt board <laughs> right yeah exactly he went
3: in the whale <laughs> <laughs> actually
1: it was a fish <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um but yeah you grow up jonah is probably the most told story from a kid's perspective in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I think my understanding growing up was always that Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh because he was scared of the Ninevites. Mm -hmm. And that does not play out. If you actually read, and we'll get into it as we go into the next like coming weeks, but what plays out is actually that Jonah didn't think that the Ninevites deserved it. And you'll see that in chapter four is that Jonah's just all annoyed that God has, you know, spoiler alert, but God has shown grace to the Ninevites and Jonah yeah. didn't think that was right. Mm. And so yes, by by trying to go away, by trying to, you know, not thinking that geography was going to make a difference <laughs> as to whether God used him or not, yeah. tried to go the other way. Because maybe if God can't use me, maybe God won't save the Ninevites. Mm. And so the whole idea that Jonah's trying to trying to take the opportunity for God's grace away from Nineveh, I, that I definitely see that at work. And I definitely think that we can be Prone to that too, if not out of like an intention to do it, out of a laziness or out of a, yeah. an unwillingness to to be available. Sure, dude. I was even thinking about that this morning as I was just getting ready for my day.
0: I, the thought occurred to me, dude. Like Jonah, Jonah missed out on an opportunity to partner with God in His mercy mm. because he wanted to hang on to his anger or whatever was that he was hanging on to, which again, we, we can get into in the coming weeks, but yeah. whatever it was that Jonah was hanging on to, he missed an opportunity to partner with God on something so special, an entire city being yeah. saved. I mean, I, that's crazy to me, but I'm, I, <laughs> there's not much further that that point goes. I just thought about it. I can I can, be, so oh, you oh, go. No, go ahead. Um,
3: so I just wrote down like Christianity is something that will cost you,
0: uh.
3: you know, like <laughs> Oof, it's not, it's, it's <laughs> oh, not gosh. easy to be a Christian. Yeah. And it's yeah. not easy. It wasn't easy for Jonah. He was like, okay, yeah. well, I'm going to go in the opposite direction. Yeah, I don't want my cost, my safety to help uh-huh. these people who yeah. don't des- in his world doesn't deserve Christ hmm. to be saved. And so, um, and I feel like that anything it's Christianity is something that will cost you yeah. at the end of the day. So it's something you don't want to do something. I don't want to talk to my neighbor down the street. I don't want to talk to my coworkers about Jesus because it's easier to be with the culture than Mm. it is to be that light. Yeah. Right. So for us, we're not traveling 2000 miles away, the opposite direction of work. Right. But we (laughs) are traveling maybe emotionally, mentally. We're like, well, I'm not a Christian at work. It's easier to be that way. Uh, Right. Yeah. Um, because you don't want it to cost you. You don't want to be that weird Christian person at work, Mm, right? So that's what I was thinking about for point number one. It's going to cost you to be that light, even though you don't want to be it all the time.
0: Yeah, submission is hard. This is is what this is, right? Point number one, who is the Lord of your life? Submitting to to Christ as Lord is extremely difficult. Yeah, yeah, that's a a phenomenal...
1: Doing what's right in the face of, you know, in the face of culture, to yeah. use your word, like, yeah. you know, especially now more than ever, that's an issue. I was just going to be completely open and transparent and say yeah. there was a moment this morning where I was sat in my office, and this is r- real, this is real stuff, happened this morning, yeah. and uh, the person who's looking after the, the front desk at the moment um, came into my office and said, hey, there's somebody here that's looking for a pastor, mm. and... <laughs> I I'm in the middle of something on my laptop and there was a moment of like, oh really? Mm. Really? Like I yeah. gotta, I'm in the middle of this thing. I gotta I gotta get this done. Like, oh man, like mm. and I begrudgingly get up and I begrudgingly <laughs> walk towards the front desk and I walk outside and I see who it is and we start chatting and it it was a really, really amazing conversation. And through that one of the people I was chatting with in that moment decided to give their life to the Lord. That was wow. this morning. And I walked back in feeling like the biggest putz <laughs> Scum of the, the earth. world has ever known. Like I walked back into the office thinking I, yeah. I could have totally derailed what God was trying to do in that moment, just in my inactivity through going the other way. And yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how often anybody else finds themselves in that, in that position and get, don't hear, hear me right. I love, I love, love, love (laughs) connecting with people. And, but this morning I was so wrapped up in my own little world that it kind of got the better of me. And man, I am so glad that I'm so glad that I went regardless.
0: Yeah. dude, what an awesome testament. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, Dude, uh, well, speaking of not wanting to do things and running the opposite direction, do you want to take us into point
1: number two? Yeah, so point number two, uh, and he was drawing this from verses two and three, where in your life are you running from God? Where are you running from? I
3: only thought about the meme where it's like, "Why are you running?" That's all that's playing in my head right now. Are you running? uh, I know I'm just filling for Nathaniel and the comedic relief. So
1: the junior high meme game is. (laughs) Why are
3: you running? He's here.
1: (laughs) For me, I heard the. I immediately heard. Is it that like. Kate Bush song that they have used in Stranger Things, oh. the running up that
3: hill. <gasps> yeah. yeah, that's exactly yeah. this.
1: I'm so glad you did that
3: on the podcast. <laughs> I love it.
1: Oh my gosh. Uh,
3: yes, I am on the worship team in the media booth. So, oh my
0: goodness. <laughs> so, so one of the things that Jo asked, he goes, um, "Well, let me. I guess backtrack a little bit. So, if you're, um, I, I heard this said one time. If you're running from something, that you're running to something else." Right. Mm. If you're running from something, you're running to something. And so Jo, uh, you know, comes in and asks, uh, "Who are your Ninevites? Yeah. Who who are you running to? What is it that you're running to that isn't God? For Jonah, it was literally uh, a vacation in South Spain <laughs> in Tarshish, which is where people think that is now, modern day, yeah. the south of Spain. Um, and so uh, he was he was going for a Span- Spanish vacation, man. Which and from so, where
1: he was. Oh, yeah. this blew my mind as well when yeah. he said it, which from where he was at the time that he got the call from the Lord to yeah. go to Nineveh, he was about 500 miles away from Nineveh. Yes. Where he went was 2,500 miles in the other direction. Well, he tried <laughs> to just go. Just one exit. Where, where he tried, yeah. <laughs> where, he tried where he was to looking to go was <laughs> just 2,500. Just one
3: exit off. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Missed.
1: And so, I Recalculating. Know. That kind of blew my mind a little bit. But yeah, that whole, I think where I've heard him use that phrase before is the whole idea of... Um, if you are and this kind of goes a little bit back to what Pastor Ray was talking about uh, the week mm, a couple of weeks yeah. previous, but yeah. the idea that um, if you are moving out of California Oh I
3: wrote that down too have it
1: be because you are running to what God has for you mm. rather from yep. you know where you should be or where you're called to be yeah. out of fear, you know, mm-hmm. you're running away. And so I think that's where he's used it before. I don't know what your take was. Yeah, on that, I want to hear your, Oh, you I, you I wrote. wrote
3: down California. I was like, when I was think, listening to um, J-O, I was like California. Cause there's so many people who I've heard, um, there's some people who go for a job opportunity, which is a life changing experience yeah. for them. But there's some people who are like, I just don't want to be in California anymore. Do you see the politics? Do you see how the schools are? Mm-hmm. Do you see this? Do you see that? Mm-hmm. And instead of being the change. Yeah. Um, and the salt of the earth, like what I was telling you the other day, like that meme, I called you to be the salt, not salty. <laughs> instead of like, <laughs> you're complaining yeah. and you're not using your voice to advocate. Yeah for the things that Christ has called us to advocate for.
0: Hmm.
3: We just complain about the culture instead of being the culture change.
0: We And we had talked about, um, sorry, I didn't interrupt. No. Okay, Mm-mm. so uh, we what we had talked about too was that in the Bible and it talks about the armor of God, right, to put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil and his schemes and blah, blah, blah. it goes on and on. But, but the point being there is that um, God calls you to put on the armor every day. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that doesn't yeah. mean that, I mean, if you uh, go to the beach you're not putting on a full armor to go to the beach. Christianity is not a vacation. Christianity is not uh, a product to be consumed. Christianity is not um, something that you just consume and then partake. And this was good for me. And it stops there. As yeah. we were saying, in even point one, this is something that is going to cost you. This is a sacrifice, a daily thing that you have to walk out. And so when you see like a, a, a culture a people that are in need, to your point, God has called you to be the salt of the earth. He's called you to be the light, and that takes a lot of courage. That takes a lot of boldness. Yeah, and you need that armor to be able to stand up and complete that task. God has not left you alone in doing that. Um, he's not left you ill-equipped. Yeah, um, yeah. That's. I, I will let you jump in because you're. I let me your ask you this on. question.
1: Yeah. Where in your life are you mm-hmm. running from God?
0: Personally, what or would just...
1: be a, Yeah. What would be a tangible example of that?
0: I might have to think on it a little bit more.
3: I um, can answer that. Yeah, uh, because for, you guys, a, for Victor, right? For me. <laughs> I'm like, listen, well, listen here. Victor, I Listen here. this is where list. you're running from God. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be interested to hear this as my Victor, wife. Please tell me. We <laughs> have 55 lists. No. Um, <laughs> so for me, because you guys are in like, you know, a biblical setting of work, right? It's easier for you guys to like, we try. you try, <laughs> yeah. right? But like, for me, it's like secular, like I'm a teacher. So I'm in a secular workplace yeah. for the most part. Um, you have the set, like run in of an occasion Christian you work with, but it is so it's much easier to just act like the rest of them instead mm-hmm. of being that light. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'll, I'll be like, I'll come home. And I am like, Vic, I messed up. You know, like I'm changing school districts right now. And like part of it, I was like, well, I'm, I get a fresh start, but there's a um, slight thing of regret in the back of my head where I could have been such more of a light at Mm -hmm. my job instead of, because I was so scared. Well, what if I make somebody uncomfortable? And now I work next door to them and it's just so much easier just to share something on Facebook than for me to like actually invite them. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, that's like my error is I'm not, it's hard for me to get out of my comfort zone because mm. you don't want to offend somebody, you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, or make somebody uncomfortable, or mm. be like, "Well, I don't believe in God," and you're like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's fine."
0: Well, especially um, I think in a workplace too, that must yeah. be kind of hard, right? Because like, it, like you're saying yeah. here at a church, you know, if James yeah. left someone to you could, this morning. Did
3: right? you invite James to Sunday service? <laughs> you know, like,
1: yeah. <laughs> hey man, you want to go to service with me this weekend? Yeah, 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 sure, yeah, I'd cool. Love to. cool. See you there.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I go with James Bailey's wife. Every Sunday to church, so it's true. Haha, yeah.
1: double trouble right there in the front row. Every time I'm up there doing <laughs> announcements We're on like, the weekend I'm <laughs> worship, I'm getting heckled by the front row. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and thank I, Erica. Thank you so much for your transparency because that's hard to. I think sometimes it's hard to admit. It's certainly hard. It was almost unreasonable of me to ask, but I think, I think sometimes we hear things in a message on a Sunday. And we can see we can read these questions and they're great questions, but unless they sink into your heart and unless you actually address them with yourself, they are useless questions to you.
0: I I think I can answer, by the way.
1: Oh, go. Yeah, Yeah, shoot. And then I'll answer. I'll give you what mine is. Okay.
0: So for me, um, having thought about it a little bit, um, I think for me, I'm running from um, God's uh, like standard for rest. I don't think I do that well enough. I mean, here in ministry, for those of you that don't know, ministry is really tough. It's unlike any job that I've worked ever in my life before, not that I've worked very many of them, but um, it's unlike anything that I've ever done in my Mm. life before. And so finding out um, that it's a a, a daily grind, and not only do you have the job, as you were saying, I got things to do, I got deadlines to meet people, I need to email and call and blah, blah, blah. And then I have to go and do my duty as a a Christian outside of my job. Um, Finding time in all of that, to just be with the Lord
3: mm.
0: and yeah. to rest the way that he biblically scribes us, ascribes to us to do. I yeah. don't do that well enough. Um, and sometimes I get my, um, my identity, maybe sometimes, in my work. Um, yeah. the, not necessarily that the title is super important, because that's not what I want you guys to hear. But, um, but the idea that like the work that comes with that title to earn that yeah. right or to maintain that. Um, can be an accolade for me sometimes and so learning how to take moments to lay that down and to be humble and to just yeah. re- remind myself that before any of that I'm a child of God outside mm. of the podcast outside of worship leading outside of being a minister being a husband
1: um all of that right like
0: I'm am a, a dog dad <laughs> a yeah a dog dad yeah.
1: for sure <laughs> yeah and i i will echo that 100% the pride thing is a real that's yeah. a real battle um in ministry and I think you could ask anybody who's in a, a church job and I think humility is, is it can often be one of the harder things to to keep focused on and to make sure is a key part of your walk and your in your life. For me, there's a few. I would say I definitely struggle with pride and humility. I mm-hmm. think keeping humility at the forefront. I think sometimes the area that I'm running from God is asking him to keep me humble. Yeah. Because that is a dangerous prayer. Like yes. asking God to humble you you know, is, is rarely a pain free experience. (laughs) Um, and so I think that's one area. Another area, I think just the classic, I, I have neighbors that I know are far from God. I know Mm -hmm. they are. Um, and it would be so easy for me to walk on over and be a part of their lives a lot more frequently than I am. Mm -hmm. And I get caught up in the, yeah, but I'm, I'm just tired. Like I, Lord, didn't I just lead someone to you this morning? Like, isn't that enough? (laughs) You know, Uh, no, it's not enough. And so, there's a, you know, in in the way that Jonah was running from bringing the word to people who needed it more than ever, I think there's an element of that in my life as well. And reaching the one, we always talk about the one, right? The one who is lost, the one who's far from God. I've got to make that real in my life. And yes, there are people that I've made a connection with. Yes, there are people I'm working towards that with is it in the type of urgency, is it in the kind of way, is it at the level that reflects the fact that unless they have a gospel experience with Jesus, then they are going to an eternity that is not going to be spent with Christ. Yeah. And it's probably not. And that's probably an area that I am, I don't know that I'd actively say I'm running from, but it's an area I'm, I'm allowing myself to drift from. So I got yeah. to do better with that. Well, let me jump in there because so uh, Jo said something in his sermon that really
0: stood out to me. He goes, um, "God, if, if you, God, if I can get away far enough from you, um, you might get someone else to do what you're calling me to do."
1: Yeah, the so next is, closest prophet. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that was. Yeah. Um, in so, a different
3: fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and I wanted to take this even one step further, uh, and I even put in my notes: if I ignore you long enough not mm. if i run far away enough but if i ignore you for long enough parents with or yeah i was gonna say people with kids parents you guys know what i'm talking about if i ignore you this kid long enough maybe they'll stop crying or maybe they'll stop bugging me right it's a thing and yeah right and so i uh, i definitely think that some folks take this stance with god god is calling you to do something and you've yeah. taken the mentality man if i if i just ignore this if, I, if I'm on TikTok long enough or if I'm on Instagram yeah. long enough and I just numb this long enough to not pay attention to what God is calling me to do, yeah. I might just get away from it.
1: Totally, you know? or putting something off until something. Yes. Like, well, I'll just, you know, maybe I'll start giving back to God like when I have a little more money, you mm-hmm. know, or maybe yeah. I'll start serving when I have a little more time. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll start going to church a little more regularly, you know, when I'm able to get that promotion or something, Yeah, we put it off until something. Right. And very often that's just going to be a never. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, are you, are we ready to go into point number? I think
1: I'm convicted enough. Let's just call <laughs> yeah. it. Let's just <laughs> right. start. Anyway, next week, right. Jonah comments, two. <laughs> <vulnerable audience. laughs>
0: point number three we're in now. Um, Actually, I'm sorry. There was one more thing I wanted to talk about. Sorry, one more. Uh, because uh, J.O. actually goes in, in here and he gives three ways to protect yourself from running. Oh, and yeah. And I thought there was uh, some really good oh, stuff yeah. in here. So I, I want to jump in. So um, point number one in three ways to protect yourself from running is, uh, di- first one is daily time with God.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I hear, and this is what he said, this was just super good. He goes, I hear people say that I want God to speak to me, but they won't spend time to pick up the Bible. Hmm. Uh, and I thought that this was extremely,
1: extremely like timely. One hundred percent. Yeah, that is the Bible is the key way that God communicates to us. If you are yes. saying like, oh, "I'm just waiting for the Lord to to give me direction," I, okay. How, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I, I kind of wanted to get
0: into this a little bit because um, for some of the people that are uh, maybe a little bit more scholarly in their faith, and maybe you're at that level, and maybe you're at the beginning, right, of your faith journey. But for I wanted to talk to the people that are a little bit more aged in wisdom here. And so um, this is what is called dispensationalism, mm-hmm. the big word. <laughs> um, and so this is about how, um, and this what this word means is how God interacted with his chosen people, how he decides to dispense. That's how I remembered it. That was he, good, right? Yeah, like yeah. a little gumball machine. <laughs> Maybe not that way, but
1: <laughs> what's a gumball?
3: <laughs> you don't. I don't know. Wait, I don't know. Is. Are
1: you? I genuinely don't know what a gumball is. I'm foreign. I don't know even the way you said it <laughs> foreign. Not I'm not from get here. That
3: green card or whatever. The, <laughs> I have, hold on. That's let's on the be clear. <laughs> test test on the for all truck. of the okay. government <laughs> agents who
1: are now watching this, <laughs> I have a green card.
3: <laughs> so a gumball is there's a bunch of gumballs. They're in a ball form. Okay. You put a quarter in, twist the knob, gumball comes out.
1: So it's literally gum. A, it's like it's, chewing it's gum. It's gum. Like,
3: but it looks like a, like a
0: it's, rubber it's a, ball. It's a ball. Imagine kind of like an M&M. Sure. But if you were to chew it, it would become gum.
3: Oh, okay. But, but larger. big.
0: Yeah, but larger. So it's
1: a ball of gum. Yeah, correct. It's. Uh, <laughs> I probably could have put that together.
0: If
3: I <laughs> That's okay. why we it. call it gum ball. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So kind of like a ball of gum machine. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm with you now. Thank you for explaining that to me with grace (laughs) and patience. Yeah. 1776. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Happy July 4th, everyone. So we
0: can go through the eras of the Bible and see the differences in how God decided to dispense his voice. And so ranging depending on like in this ranges, there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into this. Yeah. There's anywhere from three to eight different eras that this can get broken up into, but just for the sake of this conversation, we'll keep it at three right now, which oh. is called the minimal, by the way, the mm-hmm. minimal approach, the minimal dispensation. The first one um, is the, the era of law, the dispensation mm-hmm. of law. And so this ranges from about uh, Genesis all the way to the birth of the church that we see in, the, in roughly the New Testament, somewhere in there.
3: Old Testament. The,
0: the birth of the church.
3: Oh, I think, sorry, you said Genesis. Genesis. Yeah, so starting yeah. Spanning, yeah. the Old Yes, testament. St-
0: starting in the Old Testament. To going the New Testament. Through the end of okay. the
1: Gospels, effectively. Correct.
0: Got yes. it, okay. After the ascension, we get into what's called the grace dispensation, mm-hmm. which is, uh, scholars will say that we're in currently, right now. And then the third dispensation is the kingdom, which is the rapture the return. forward. Yeah. yeah, the
1: return. And you can so, get super granular in the dispensation thing. Oh, like yes. There are some people who think, you know, God speaking to us directly in the garden is a dispensation. Yeah, right, right, right. And then you get into yes. the law, or uh, you know, using Moses or the, the prophets, and then you get into the four hundred years of silence. Yeah. Some people call that a dispensation, but right. Um, so what I put in here, and maybe maybe you can
0: correct me if I'm saying this wrong, but this is what I put. So I put um, what you what essentially what you need to know from this is that um, we are no longer seeing prophets as in the Old Testament or apostles and as in the New Testament. What we have now. Um, is what's referred to in the New Testament as logos, which is the written word of God. Um, And so this, uh, by illumination of the Holy Spirit, is what takes on, um, you know, the way that Christ speaks to us now is through his word. Yeah. Um, And so that's kind of what I put there. I hope I
1: didn't completely butcher that. No, that's right. The other thing I've heard is um, the church age or like the the church Uh era of, you know, using the church as, as kind of a mouthpiece for it. But yeah, I think that's, I think that's right. But either way, the point still coming down to yeah. the, one of the key way that God communicates with us is through his word, through his which word. is timeless, which is living, which is yeah. active. Um, inerrant. Yeah. And inerrant, infallible. hundred percent. Well, yeah, especially yeah. you get a lot of people who are taking the scripture and changing it and, you know, wow, this part's not true. And I don't like this part, or this part's more of an allegory, or whatever. Dude, I posted something this morning on my Instagram story. Did you that. see that?
0: It was wild. Wild, right? So, for those of you that don't follow me, that's okay. But I'll b- briefly. <laughs> but At here's Victor my I username. Healer, right? gonna, no, no, I'm not gonna do that. That's not what this was going. Follow I was gonna, follow, just gonna
3: like for like. Yeah, thank you. you.
0: <laughs> no, thank you. Like for
3: like. Oh my
0: gosh. No, what I was gonna, I was just gonna explain the reel that I posted. So anyway, it's like this interview style, much like we're doing now. But it was a guy and a couple of girls, and so the girl goes, "Well, actually, I am a Christian." And the guy goes, Oh, okay, well, do you believe what the Bible says? And she goes, Well, no. And it cuts to like a whole bunch of people doing that, like, Oh, no.
1: Yep. <laughs> you know? I, there's so much out there on social media right now about people just straying way off the bounds. There's uh, genuinely something I saw about a church, and I think there's some branch of Lutheran type uh, church, but they do this thing called the Sparkle Creed.
0: Oh, yeah, and it's
1: I believe in the non-binary God yep uh, I remember it. yeah G- Jesus who has two dads yes and you know referring to God as they them
3: every time you say sparkle creed I think of the troll from the trolls the trolls, trolls movie he's like, <laughs> <glitter. laughs> like yes yeah. <laughs> thank you for the sparkle creed <laughs> well that's what they call it
1: oh man I know Nathaniel's got a bunch to say on that too Uh if, if he were here to, to voice that he would also
0: mention trolls. I'm absolutely confident he would. I know he mentioned Kanto the other day. We, I
1: know, we I were yeah. listening back laughing. to it. We like, what? <laughs> all that to say, I yeah. think that now more than ever people who say they believe in God, say they align with the gospel of Jesus Christ are falling very far away from biblical truth. Yeah. And that's something that, I mean, here at shelter co that's one of the reasons I love shelter co is yeah. we're always going to be about the word. We're always going to be about truth. We're always yeah. going to be about what is in that book. And that being the only authority right. um, for, you know, what we know about God and about the way. Yeah. Do you guys have the second us, so. point
3: for this? Stay humble.
0: Stay humble. Nice.
3: Yeah.
1: Well,
0: we were even talking about that just a second ago, right, James, about you know humility being a prayer that you— Yeah. Yeah, and how painful that process can be. <laughs> but this is one of the ways that you can protect yourself from uh, this running f- away from God that, um, that a lot of people do. So point three, anybody have it? Um,
3: Christian community. And if I could add to that, I think a great way yeah. to have a Christian community, especially if you're new to Shelter Cove, mm-hmm. is volunteer. Um, find an area nice. where you can serve yep. because I was a fly on a wall for a long time until Victor um, became the worship minister here and they needed help on Pro Presenter. And now I'm pro presenter queen. Just kidding, uh, but it, I, I feel self, like self-appointed.
0: I was gonna say I feel like Daniel. You should chime in here. Uh, shameless plug for the production bro. team. She's, she's not kidding.
3: She's one of
2: the best. She's good at what she does. So,
1: I have, but we do still need pro presenter yeah. people. We still need yeah, pro presenter yeah. people. We, need <laughs> people. Production people. we, we call ourselves the
3: booth bros. Yes. and so we will yes. be Some friends. An exclusive
2: club. Yeah, become a booth bro. You, you become know. a. Email me d Higley. Yeah d higley in the Cove.com. d h a g e l e at in the Cove.com. In the cove.com. Yeah, did i mention we need just, did i mention we need volunteers
1: are you sponsoring the podcast now what is this <laughs> i just did booth needs you I just a good thing um, we're live we can't, serving <laughs> good
2: thing we're live we can't take this back <laughs>
3: <laughs> also children ministry i do that
0: oh
2: yeah
3: um yeah. serving can get you great friends, mm-hmm. Daniel. Great friend,
0: Booth bro. For Booth life.
3: bro Booth. for life. You know, yeah. so um, yeah. making a community that way. Going to Bible studies here. Yeah. Um, going to the bunko night. Yeah. And having a blast with Alyssa Bailey mm-hmm. and meeting new people. You know, so um, I feel like a lot of people are like, well, people should come up to me. And yeah, there's a welcome team here that will love to come up and talk to you, yeah. but you need a branch out. Yeah. Even if that's not serving, even that's just going to a Bible study. Yeah. Make friends.
0: Yeah.
1: That's a great challenge. And yeah, there's plenty of groups here you can be involved with. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want this to become too much like a, you know, hey... Motivator section yeah, on a weekend let's go or whatever. Right. <laughs> also the
3: worship team. Let's yeah. think of any he, other team? <laughs> yeah, does anybody
0: else need a shout out? We have
3: cameras here oh too. Gosh.
0: <laughs> no, but any, anyway anyway, th- that's a great, great point. So those are the three again. So the first one is daily time with God. The second one, stay humble. Third, Christian community. I don't know who's gonna take us into point three. I've lost track of where we're is it you, James? Why is or?
3: God using a storm in your life?
0: Hmm. What are your thoughts, James?
1: I, I love this point. I love that I think there are times where correction comes through uh, trials and, you know, turbulence in our lives, things that are designed to, you know, upset the balance, upset our equilibrium, the, the ways that we've become comfortable. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's a, yeah, that's a, a pretty incredible pretty, pretty incredible point. Yeah. You might be going through something. It's not like God always causes these things. Sure. Um, And in Jonah's case, it was a big fish, (laughs) you know, that that God had uh, kind of brought about to, to bring correction, correction. But I think through the storms, through the trials, there's correction that can happen. And I think very often it's the best type of correction. Yeah. I I love it.
0: I'll add the second that Jeremy, uh, Pastor Jeremy launched into this point, I hit pause and I wrote this down. I said, they remind you that you're not in control. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many things, as we were talking about, right? Like in the first point, we, there's areas in our lives that you're not trusting God. You're not giving him control over those things. And so he just goes, boop, there's a storm to remind you that you have no control over some of the things in your life. Yeah. And that's not to scare you. That's not to uh, make you squirm or suffer or feel like God is just angry with you and he's sending me through trials and tribulations all the time. That's not what that is, right? It's to remind you that there you need him. There's a reliance on him there. Um, And J.O. went on and said, uh, when you run from God, it hurts him, it hurts you, and it hurts others. Um, And I thought this was a really, really good point as well. So um, I have tons of notes for this point, but I don't want to completely monopolize the conversation. So Go
1: for it, man.
3: (laughs) Yeah, monopoly. Um, No, uh, I put, um, Um, like, God sends you the storm because he doesn't want to let you go. Oh, yeah, J.O. said that, Um, yeah. And so I remember last year, maybe last year in like May, um, I was doing Pro Presenter and. Uh, <laughs>
1: nice. Booth Bros for
3: life. Booth Bros. So I was, uh, <laughs> we don't have shirts yet. So we, I was sitting there and he was like, I don't remember what sermon he was talking about but, um, or he was on, but he said, if you're coming out of a storm, like find God's peace but if you're not in the storm, get ready for one. And I remember rolling my eyes and being like, Uh-oh. I'm, I've had enough storms as a, tw- I was 27 at the time. That's a 27 year old. I've had enough. God's going to be like, that was enough for your lifetime. You're good. And like that day we got a phone call that my dad was in the, my dad, there's a long story with it, but, yeah. um, my dad who has been estranged and was on drugs, uh, was in the process of dying and i remember like going into your office and just sobbing because i was like okay god really meant immediately that the storm was going to happen yeah um and so like for me when i was hearing about the storm um for a lot of my life it's been because of like like my father's actions so when i'm not a parent myself but i do have to tell parents if you are a parent or you have a child in your life please be putting your relationship with God first Um, and don't be a Jonah because for me, my dad relates a lot to Jonah in my life because he ran away from the things that God called him to do Mm -hmm. and did something that was with the culture that was easier for him to be in a life of drugs and um, horrible things that he did. But uh, put on the armor of God, read your Bible and make sure that you're protecting yourself from the culture, so you can protect your children as much as you can, and making sure that they are fo- um, following the biblical ways. So, yeah, that's my two cents. For that. a
1: little more than two cents. That's awesome. Boom. Yeah, I'd pay way more than two cents for that. Yeah,
3: dollar fifty. Salt <laughs> <Solid. laughs> or um, a
1: bottle of water.
0: Well, one of the things I was one of the things I was going to say too um, was that as I was reading through this, this also reminded me of uh, Matthew fourteen. Um, and, and the specific, uh, situation that I'm referring to here is when Peter, um, walks on water with Jesus. Yeah. Um, it was right after Jesus had fed the 5,000, uh, excluding women and children. So it's probably more than that, but he had fed the 5,000. he had sent the disciples on ahead of him. Um, and that night, uh, there was a storm (laughs) and Jesus comes walking on the water, and the disciples are freaking out. I mean, if you can picture it, it's like straight out of a horror film. You're the stormy, and all of a sudden you just see this guy walking on water towards you. I think the scripture even says they thought it was a ghost. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then they finally, you know, Jesus calls out and says, no, it's me. And Peter goes, well, if it's you, Jesus, call me out to come with you. And so Peter steps out onto the wave, and the second that Peter moves his gaze off of Jesus, he begins to sink. And I think this is kind of, it proves our point, I think, even further, right? When it says that they remind you that you're not in control. The second that you begin to take your focus off of Jesus, and I even think that Jo actually says this in his sermon too, when you begin to focus yeah. on your, yourself or your circumstances or uh, the situation of the storm, what's happening, how big the waves are, you take your eyes off of Jesus immediately, you're going to sink. And it's in that moment that Jesus reaches down, it says, and grabs him and pulls him up. Um, and I thought this was really interesting too, that the storm, it says, actually didn't finish. The waves didn't subside until he got back into the boat. Mm. So some people think that, oh, God is just going to grab you, and the second that he grabs your arm, everything's going to be okay. Mm. Incorrect. It was not until he got back into the boat with Peter that the storm Mm -hmm. calmed down. Some of y'all are going to have to realize that God sometimes will let you walk through storms, not alone. He's going to be with you but the storm is still going to rage on until you get back yeah. into where you need to be. It was it was Peter who said, God, I want you to call me out of where I'm at right now. And Jesus was like, well, I was ha- perfectly happy to leave you right there, but yeah. if you want to come out to me, I'm going to let you. And it wasn't until finally Peter got back to where Jesus needed yeah. him to be that things had calmed down. Um, there's just a, a huge, huge parallel between this story and what we're seeing in the first chapter of Jonah that we could spend more time on than we have.
1: But Yeah, well, and I think... To bring it back around to uh, classic, it's that time of the show where we talk about the book of James. Um <laughs> every single every show, single man. Every single one. Every I single think. one. Can someone watch back and make sure we've uh, got it in every gosh. single show at this point? But <laughs> really though. The book of James guarantees we that we will have these trials, these storms. Mm-hmm. It guarantees it when you face trials yes. of many kinds. So it guarantees right. storms. Um And it also guarantees that storms are good things. These trials are good things because Mm -hmm. those trials produce endurance. Yeah. Those, they have purpose. Absolutely. Um, And God brings purpose to the storms in our lives. And, um, Romans eight twenty eight. God will work all things for the good of those who love Him, called according to His purpose. I think that again, yeah. God uses these these rough times, even though God does not necessarily cause these rough times. And I think that's important. There are people uh, who I've bumped into, and I've been in this place in the past. Of you know, I too had. Um, a uh, dad who kind of went through some rough health yeah. stuff and his there was a point in my life where I'm like why god did you mm. choose to do this like why did yeah. you let this happen no god didn't do this but he definitely used the situation and and I'm sure. better for having gone through that storm of that that part of my life and so yeah. storms are not always a bad thing um yeah. when god is doing something in the midst of them yeah um I do want to talk a little bit about, he had, um,
0: J.O., I mean, had talked about two reasons um, to fall asleep in a storm. Um, Because when we see Jonah running away, he was actually asleep in the bottom of the boat. Mm -hmm. Um, And he paralleled this to Jesus falling asleep as well in the boat as they were crossing. Different story than Matthew 14 that we were just talking about. But Jesus had fallen asleep. So he goes, two reasons to fall uh, asleep in a storm. One, uh, is you're trying to ignore what's going on around you. Uh, So this would be willful ignorance, right? You're willingly being ignorant about like the things that God is calling you to do, again, whether that's- you Or know, you your... pray
3: it changes when you wake up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Running away from God. And then two, uh, Jesus in the New Testament uh, sleeps, but not because he's running away from God, but because he's right with God. That even in the middle of the storm, if, you're, if you know that we're, uh, you are where God needs you to be, there's going to be absolutely no reason to fret because you know that God is with you, going to see you through that. Yeah. Um, so uh, in verse seven, In Jonah, excuse me, Jonah chapter one, verse seven, it says, and they, the people on the ship said to one another, come, let us cast lots, which uh, J.O. explained that, go back and watch it if you want to know what that's about, Um, that we may know on whose account this evil has come upon us. So I I put in here, I think this is a perfect example that sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, not all the time, sometimes not everything that you see as bad is actually bad the storm was sent by God to get Jonah's attention. It was the best thing that had ever happened to him yeah. because it was where God needed him to be. So before, and so I put even here, get some discernment yeah, to tell the difference between what is sent by God mm-hmm. and what's not sent by God. Because some of y'all are out here complaining about all the trials and tribulations. The that devil got
3: on me. Yeah. The, <laughs> devil, oh, the devil's yeah. just
0: attacking me. Like I'm just facing these, uh, this oppression or his, no dude, like, it might be get some discernment because it very well could be that I'm not saying it's having not. a Christian
3: community is important for that. That 100
0: percent. Yep. What I'm saying is get some discernment. Get some people around you that are wise. It says in I think is it Proverbs or Psalms to that he who is wise seeks counsel. Yeah. Right. Get some people around you that can speak into your life. That can look at your situations and go, Hey, man, you're you're just you need to stop acting a fool right now. Like get yourself together and this is why things are going crazy in your life or the people that look in your life and go, dude, I'm, let me, let me pray with you. Let me come alongside you. Let me hold your arms up. Let me support you through this. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that to say, don't just assume that because you're struggling, it's like, Oh man, this is from the enemy. Like, no, dude, pray about it, discern it. Yeah. Go through that process. I'm with that hundred
1: yeah. percent and not to mention for the fact that even, even in the midst of this storm, the sailors, it looks to me, I I haven't done enough digging to this to know for sure. Sure. Um, But it looks to me like the sailors who are there casting these lots and trying to figure this out, end up putting their faith in the Lord. It it appears Uh, that way. It it certainly reads that way. And like I said, I don't know enough behind that. I haven't done enough digging, but then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. Mm -hmm. seems to me like they put their faith in him. And so if that is true, if that is a proper reading of this text, then people got saved through this, even though the whole thing was uh, a a way to get Jonah's attention and to get him to to start thinking through uh, what God needed him to do. Um they got saved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it would seem. And so even, you know, God God's move in, in in the storm, I think, is absolutely. The...
0: Well, let's um I, w- I do want to talk one more thing before we get into the next point. Um uh Jo talked about uh God will never give you more than you can handle. He talked about this quote that we see all the time, and I, I want to talk about it because I feel like it's yeah. um one of those things, it's just a misnomer, right? People misquote that all the time and um the, the scripture that they're talking about is um first Corinthians ten thirteen where it says you will not be tempted beyond your ability. He will provide a way of escape. But, and this is, and this is in my notes that I put and I wanted to share with you, but it is still up to you to take that escape route. God's going to provide yeah. you the escape. He's going to say, hey, this is the path that you can take mm-hmm. on the way out here. But the responsibility is still on you to get up and walk that path. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. Most of the time, like Erica, you were just saying with your dad, right? He took a path that was easier, mm-hmm. right? He took a path that hard on been,
3: everybody else, but he, well, that's what we were talking about him. earlier, yeah. right?
0: It's going to hurt God, it's going to hurt you, it's going to hurt others mm-hmm. around you when you run from what God is calling you to do. When yeah. you decide not to take that path of escape, it's going to hurt other people. Even if you do take that path of escape, it's still going to be work. You yeah. still need to put on the armor of God every day, and that is arduous. It's yeah. not easy to
1: carry the weight of armor. It's heavy. Yeah. And it's not an easy light burden. Well, and I think Pastor Jeremy said it right in that God gives us stuff we can't handle all the time. All the time. Uh, or God allows us to go through things we can't handle all the time, whichever yes. way you look at it. Not everything, like we've said, is necessarily caused by God, but yeah. there are things he allows us to go through that are more than what we can handle all the time. The permissive that, will. The permissive will, right. Yes. The the point of that text, which is the most misquoted scripture, I think, in Christendom today. is The the yeah. whole, you know, well, God won't give you more than you can handle. It's a
3: great Facebook banner. Oh, it's great Facebook <laughs> And it's
1: really good if you throw like a picture of like an angel on a sunset behind it. Yeah. <laughs> God won't give you more than you can handle. It's okay. Because Christianity easy. Yeah. yeah, it's so easy. <laughs> of course he will give yes. you things that you cannot handle. Of course he will allow you to go through things you can't handle. Yeah. The point is to reorient yourself to him and rely on him. The verse in First Corinthians is talking about temptation. Yeah. It's not talking about what you can handle it's or what you can trial handle in terms of life. It's talking about your ability to withstand temptation for sin. Totally different. And it's a different context and a different thing. And we need yeah. to stop using it that way Yeah, because it's just not the same thing. And if for no other reason, then I have been a recipient of things that I cannot handle, yeah. as I'm sure a lot of us have. And so let's stop pretending yeah. that we can handle it on our own and right. say that, you know, that's that verse is garbage. Well, even jo- honestly, he, he like jokingly the said something. The fake verse is garbage. The fake, <laughs> verse, the fake <laughs> verse is garbage. Thank that you. That interpretation <laughs> of the verse is garbage. The yes, hermeneutic.
0: The um, No, yeah. So he he jokingly was like, how many of you are married?
3: <laughs> yeah. and so our I'm marriage sure. has been easy. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> all, all five years of
1: it has I been love super simple. Go, I love that he goes. I thought the first few years of marriage was great. <laughs> Kelly found it hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I can see. I can I see can how that see went. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, I feel like we have to jail. We love you again. Yeah, we, we, do. Yeah, we, we, we love do. to harp on the guy. Um, but all that to say, yeah, right. There are things that we cannot handle. I remember, um, there are different definite seasons that we've had uh, that we've gone through that were more yeah. difficult than others. And so, uh, definitely things that I was like, I don't know how we're going to get through this kind yeah. of a situation. I've never dealt with something like this before. Um, yeah, so he's definitely going to give you more than you can handle. Point number four, James, do you want to take us there?
1: Yeah, what do you need to do to take responsibility? And he rounds off the chapter with that thought, the idea that Jonah finally kind of <laughs> I say Jonah owns up. He doesn't I mean the lot fell on him, so he <laughs> yeah. kinda had to own up. It's like when you're caught in the middle of something like and you <laughs> yeah. take responsibility at that. Red handed. It's a bit like that, but yeah. the whole idea of what do you need to do to, to own it and take responsibility? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think it's a great way to round off this this message, these questions.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things that J.O. jumps into here that I think is um, just so actionable um, is to, to really ask yourself and to reflect. Um, And he says, if you owned up to your faults, you might actually see change for the better. You just might. And that's, I mean,
3: That can preach.
0: It did preach. (laughs) It it preached very well. It did, yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, that was the the last thing that I had put in my notes. If you owned up to your faults, Mm. you might actually see change for the better. Yeah. Stop running. Stop, as we said before, right? Stop playing games. Stop acting a fool. Get yourself together. Own up to the things that you're doing incorrectly, the places that you're running from God. Yeah. You might actually see change in your marriage. J.O. says, and I thought it was great. You might see change in your marriage. If you guys are going through some marital issues, you might see breakthrough in your finances. You might see change in your kid's life.
1: Own up to it. A lot of things start to fall apart when you think you have it figured out. And so mm-hmm. it comes back to the pride and humility thing again. If you think you are faultless, if you think yeah. that you are without fault, right. and there are a few ways that you can correct course, then you will never correct course right? because you don't think you need to. Mm-hmm. And sure. So oh, yes, owning those faults, owning those things where you are falling short in your life, but then also owning the fact that you can't correct those without yeah. God behind you anyway. Yeah. And so that's a big, it's a big, bold statement of humility. But I think a lot of people, probably myself included, left that thinking I need to probably humble myself in order to get to the point where I can start digging at more of the faults that are in my life.
0: Sure. Well, I think we've said too, um, on the podcast before, like this exercise of owning up to your faults is only going to go as far as you are honest with yourself. Yeah. Um, so be honest, with yourself as you if wherever you're at, if you're going to end up doing this, I hope you do. But if, as yeah. you sit down to reflect about your faults, be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not going to help anybody if you can't see straight, right? But it's it's like the blind leading the blind, right? You got to take the plank out of your own eye before you help your brother with his. And I
1: think that's almost a recovery thing, isn't it? In in the recovery world, there's oh, this idea know. of you can't, you can't, uh, you have to admit there's a problem, and you have to oh, you have sure. to see the problem and mm-hmm. want to seek help from it. Yeah. Um, I think that's true of a lot of different areas. Yes, for addiction, and maybe mm-hmm. that's something that yeah. you need freedom from today, you know? Right. Um, but I think with every area of our lives where we're entrenched outside of God's best for our lives, however we're living in that, yeah, seeing that fault and, like you say, being honest, being prepared yeah. for it to hurt, because yes. it will. Like, it, it will hurt. Anytime that God does surgery on us and yeah. starts to remove things, and it, it gets painful. Erica, did you have anything you wanted to say? I wrote down,
3: uh, Jonah's story changed when he admitted his problem. And so I was just like thinking just now while you guys yeah. are talking. But uh, yeah, he's a minor prophet, but one of the biggest stories that Christians, Reference. little ones everybody vegetables no veggie tales cartoon vegetables news yes. boys
0: <laughs> <laughs> look it up it's look amazing it up.
3: great rap <laughs> uh but it's such yeah he's a minor prophet but the story has had a major outcome yeah and it's relatable yeah. we've all ran from god on some level mm-hmm. but um I was telling you yesterday, I was like, we've all Jonahed in our life. We've all (laughs) all all Jonahed something, right? (laughs) Like, you know, like it's so applicable, uh, applicable, applicable. Thank you. you. A teacher on summer break mode. Um, (laughs) Nice. You know, like we can apply it to our life. Anything that Jonah's done, we've probably done too. We've run every time we've Jonahed, you know? And so, that small story has had such an impact on every Christian, even non believers. They know the story, you know? So, um, I just think that's really amazing that he admitted his problem and now it's one of the biggest yeah. stories in the Bible and we can relate with it at such a deep level because we've Jonah. We've Jonahed. and I, that should be I a love t-shirt. That we've
0: made
1: that a verb.
0: Jonah. You know, I Jonah it. As you were, as you were talking, I, I, Um, the thought occurred to me how funny it is that we were talking a second ago, James, about how he was like, they do not deserve salvation. Like he was so like bent on the idea that like, I'm, my judgment is correct. God, you are wrong. These people don't deserve. But now here we are all these millennia later. And this story is still bringing people to Christ.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: How like the irony in that, that you have a man who was like, no, they don't deserve it. But yet his testimony is bringing people to,
1: to the cross. <laughs> That's weird. Buy a fish. I love that. I love it. I lo- That's I'm, crazy. Yeah, I'd never thought of that, that grand of a scale, but That's I, it's so funny to me.
3: I wonder how yeah. many lives Th- VeggieTales has changed. <laughs>
1: With this stuff, That's right? what i it changed your a life. Least. My life? <laughs> It did change my yeah, life, right? Yes. We had Veggie tales in the UK. Did you really? Oh yeah. Did they we have was just British t- vegetables yeah. no. <laughs> people oh. were holding? <laughs> yeah, it was just an actual <laughs> Today. We're gonna
3: learn about a gumball. <laughs> or we, we call didn't have ball gum of guns. You missed that lesson. That's the
1: one you didn't watch. <laughs> we had uh we had Gobstoppers.
0: Oh yeah, we have those here.
1: You have those here? The by yeah. Willy Wonka, right? The Wonka brand. I don't know the I don't think Willy Wonka is an actual thing, though. No, no, the, the
0: Wonka brand of candy is what I
1: meant. There's like a Wonka. There's a Wonka brand of candy.
3: <sighs> 1776. <laughs> <laughs> I oh thought that was gosh. a
1: movie. We should we should have an episode of just jeans trying book. American candy. Are you telling me that was a documentary? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a book. From your part. From rolled Dahl, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, thank you. I, I knew you? that. I well, just let's... didn't know there was an
1: actual brand. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this to off. get back to Scripture, <laughs> the Bible off. and stuff. Oh, my gosh. I think, yeah, I think you're totally right. The fact that, you know, God, even though Jonah had been disobedient, God still worked in the lives of those sailors that were on that ship if yeah. we're reading that correctly yeah he his will was still done right <laughs> you know and even all these years later he turned a story of a stubborn prophet's disobedience into redemption and yeah grace uh and yeah it's one of the most told stories mm-hmm. probably ever yeah uh short of you know noah and a few other notables so. yeah yeah. Well, guys, this was an incredibly
0: um, powerful message by J.O. this week. And I honestly, yeah. I'm, I can't wait to see what the next of these weekends are going to bring. What's do you know what's coming up next weekend? So it's Jonah, Jonah chapter two. Okay, guys, <laughs> <laughs> I'll see myself out. Goodness and gracious. I
1: believe it is I so I haven't done. I think it relates to Jonah. I haven't done a bunch okay. of <laughs> <laughs> as pertaining to Jonah. I haven't done a ton of uh, reading into Jonah two. my week. I, I'm speaking week four. And so I've done a ton of reading into week four. But Jonah 2, I think, okay. is a prayer. It's kind yep. of Jonah crying out to God. Um, as he's in the fish, as Erica so likes. Yep.
3: Which is a great newsboy song.
1: Which is a great <laughs> newsboy song. And then Jonah 3 is he actually makes it to Nineveh.
3: In yeah. the belly of the whale.
1: And then Jonah 4 is... The underwater Jonah. Jonah's jail. angry and he's just not happy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's an incredible story. And if you think you know the story of Jonah, like I thought I knew it, yeah, you don't. There's sure. a lot more nuance to it, and I'm excited to get into it yeah. next, next week and the week beyond. So,
0: Well, folks, thank you so much for joining us this week for this episode of The Sermon Review. Uh, next yeah. week, join us uh, while we talk about what kind of fish we think swallowed Jonah.
1: <laughs> it wasn't a whale, because that's a mammal.
0: Right, which is a whole nother. Join us next week for that conversation. What was it? <laughs> uh, it was probably no, a ball of gum. Oh my gosh. Gum okay, ball. I'm ending the podcast. I'm hitting the stop button. We love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, we we'll look forward to seeing you this weekend. Thanks guys. Bye. Peace.